did you know that you're probably doing this? And I'm just going to put it out. You're unintentionally probably doing this because I've seen it in schools. I've seen it in my own homeschool. I've had it done to me personally. I probably did it to my kids way too much times to count. But what it is, is you're probably unintentionally comparing your kids to others. And when I realized that I was doing that over and over again, I had to stop myself. So <laughs> I wanted to talk about like, what does this sound like? You know, if you can recognize any of these patterns in your own home, in your own homeschool, just with your relationship with your kids, because it's going to leave some bad habits. It's probably going to lead to some negative thinking. And just by recognizing it will definitely help you. And so we're going to talk all about that today in this episode. And if you have any time of the day and you're loving the value that I give out, what would mean the world to me is if you could take a moment out of your busy day and leave me a review. Tell me all about what you've been enjoying, what content you want to hear more of and all of that. That would definitely help me continue to give out this content to help you out with your homeschooling, your kid entrepreneurship, your own mom entrepreneurship, or any kind of hacks that you love from this podcast. All right, my friends, let's jump into this one and let's talk about how we can help ourselves to not compare our kids to others. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha friends, welcome to another episode. Today we are talking about how you're probably unintentionally comparing your kids to others when you are doing these things. Now, when we realize, first of all, when we realize that our kids aren't in a race against no one else, we actually give them space to grow into themselves. And that came to me when I was actually making a reel. And I had a question that continuously has come up for me over and over again. And I've heard it all around homeschooling. And the question is, are you afraid or are you worried that your kids will be falling behind? Because I would totally be worried about that. Like, that's why I can't do homeschool because... I would feel there would be so much pressure on me to keep my kids at a certain par level and, and whatever. And when I thought about that, and I've been homeschooling since my oldest, he's now 12 and in, in the sixth grade, since he was basically kindergarten. And I was like, wait, I actually compared my kids over and over again, because that's basically what it is. When you're worried if your kid is falling behind, yes, you can be like, I'm worried he's falling behind on the system. But what is the system based off of? And when you really think about our public school system, it's based off of tests. Tests that was declared that 
so much percentage of kids are at this certain average. And if your kid gets X amount on the test scores, then they are currently at that average too. And this is coming from an overachiever person who scored, you know, all the high marks on test scores was a straight A student. And I was basically one of those people who fought to be in that like 99 percentile. And when I think about that for my kids, it's a total opposite now. I'm like, I don't really care. Like that is not on the top of my list for my kids' education. And when I broke it down, I was like, my goodness, for years, if I based it off of the tests and my kids falling behind and all these things, I'm basically comparing them to other people. Now, don't get it, um, I don't want you to get it confused with, don't you want your kids to know foundational education? Yes, I, my kids will know how to read, how to write, how to do math, and how to do all those things without the pressure of having to beat a test score. Do they continue to take tests? Yes, because it's a state law in our state. So they'll continue to take that test. But I do not put it on them that they have to be at a certain percentile. Instead, we look at it as more of a guidance of like, okay, where are you currently at? Wow, amazing. You're above like this level. Um, you're above this grade. Oh, I see you probably need to work on that a little bit more. So maybe that's a way we can alter or change our curriculum a bit. And that's how we utilize tests. We don't do it the other way. And you're like, okay, goodbye. I really don't compare my kids to the test scores. Well, it might not only sound that way, it could also sound different ways. So it could sound like, oh, how did blah, blah, blah do on their project? Now you're showing your kids like their worth is connected to other people <laughs> and how other kids did on a certain project. It could also be a performance, like same thing, like, oh, well, they performed way better, but how can we get you to perform just as good as them? It could be a comment like, oh, what activity is your best friend in? Maybe you should do something like them. Or what activity is no one doing? Maybe you shouldn't do that either. Are, is anybody doing that activity that they want to do? Are they enrolled in that club? Are they doing that? Uh, maybe you shouldn't do it either. Because now what you're telling your kids is their worth, their decisions, and their education or their extracurricular activities, whatever it is, they have to go and look for validation from other people, <laughs> from other kids. That's essentially what you're teaching your kids if you ever had said those things. Because I said it too, not with the intention of comparing my kid to them, but more so like, well, your friend is in that. Maybe you'll enjoy it more if your friend is in it. But the truth is, I want my kid to learn how to find his own way or her own way to an activity, to a curriculum, or to something that they are genuinely interested in. Maybe something in there will help spark maybe a new passion in them, maybe a new, or maybe it just would be like, no, I don't want to do that. But I don't want them to base their decision off of other people. So that's another way you can be unintentionally comparing your kids. It doesn't all always have to stem from is your kid falling behind on education it could even stem from what is other people doing and maybe you should be doing the same thing so 
have you said things around that? Have you done things? Um, have you been in a situation where your kid has been interested in something and you have unintentionally said something like that, like made a comment about like who's also involved, is everybody doing it, and so forth. Now, when I was in high school, I, like I said earlier, I was a straight-A student. I was in a whole bunch of clubs, and the great outcome of it all was I became an amazing problem solver. You know, I work great under pressure. I love achieving things. I love learning. I love gaining new knowledge. I'm willing to try. And the downfall of being an overachiever is that I became super hard on myself. I actually was had to fight perfectionism. I remember I would compare my shortcomings to others, especially other people's wins. I'd be like, man, I am not good enough. Look how fast they went. Look how fast they did that. And I'm doing the same thing. Like, what? What is happening? And what ended up happening was I was focusing on what I'm not achieving because everyone else around me looked like they were winning. And when I really thought about it, it was because I was almost taught unintentionally to look for validation in others around me. What did they get on their test score? Oh, how did they do in the tryouts? Oh, did you get the the um, position or not? Like those were all the things that kind of shaped the way I thought. And I realized I was doing it to my kids too when I said similar things. So that is how... <laughs> This can all come full circle for you when you're like, oh, I have been saying things like that, not because I want my kids to develop, you know, feeling bad or comparing themselves to others, but just that's usually how people talk. That's how we were bred in school. That's how, you know, the things we were surrounded by. So now that you're aware of it, <laughs> if you can relate to any of that, what do you do? Like, well, first, let's talk about what happens, like what really does happen to your kids unintentionally. Well, one thing I've noticed from my experience is that, one, it doesn't build confidence in them. They won't feel like trying. They actually don't feel like they're even worthy to try it sometimes. They'll focus on perfectionism and definitely they will have negative thoughts. So all of these things was from my own experience with my own kids. Because I know I have done that to them <laughs> unintentionally. And I'm like, where did you guys get this from? Why would you even think of that? And then I had to step away and go, whoa, it was from me. <laughs> it was from me. And I don't want them to continue in life with any of that. Will it still happen? Yes. But instead, this is what I realized I needed to do. And I continue to work on every single day. One is giving them tools. So one, yes, I speak life into my kids now, When I, especially when I realized that, oops, mom didn't mean to say that in that way. This is what mom really meant to say. So I start speaking life to them. And they can t ask all my kids. They already know, like, one thing about, they're going to always tell you about their mom, which is, <laughs> which is like, I'm a lecturer. And they probably will not appreciate that or they probably might joke around with me about that in the future but I will take that I will own up to the fact that I love giving lectures to them because I rather give them a lecture than continue to scream my brains out so <laughs> speak life into them but not just speak life into them because they probably will tune you out eventually 
teach them how to speak life into themselves. So what does that sound like? Well, for example, I remember one of my kids was focusing on doing a project and doing it like perfect. And I sat there and I'm like, dude, you're not, you didn't even draw it yet? Like, where are you at? And I remember this project was, they were making a 3D um, habitat and he was supposed to draw an animal. (laughs) And I saw him start to draw it. And then maybe like 20 minutes later, like there's nothing on the paper. And I said, what happened to the, what happened? I thought you were drawing it. And he looked at me, he's like, oh, it wasn't good enough. So I erased it. And I was like, dude, no, (laughs) we're not doing that today. I just need you to draw it. And he's like, well, I just didn't have it like right. And I said, no, we're not focusing on perfection. Like I don't need it perfect. I just need it done in a certain time period because I know you can do it. And whatever you give mom, like whatever you draw out would be amazing. And then we'll look at it. And if there is improvements that could happen, you look at it after you completed it. Don't do it mid, mid project. And he's like, okay. And so he does it. And then at the end, he looks at it and he's like, oh, it's all right. I'm like, okay, well, let's first celebrate the great things. So tell me things that are great about it. So he starts telling me things. This is a tool. You tell them to tell you things that's great about themselves or their projects or things like that because now they get to say it for themselves rather than you saying, oh, look, don't you love, I love how you did this. I love how you did that. Oh, that part was awesome. Now it's coming out of your mouth. And now they're going to be like, okay, I got to do it so good so my mom can be amazed by it versus me telling him no you tell me what's amazing about it and then I'll just like second it instead and so that was one tool have them speak life into themselves and then from there I said okay if there's one thing you could probably make better next time what's the one thing and then he would tell me the one thing and then that way I am not criticizing his own work because sometimes you can be like, that is awesome, but this is something you could change or that's something you could change. And now you just told him it was great and then pretty much diminished <laughs> your compliment. Same thing with that tool. You tell him just one. I don't want you to just say five million things or way more things that you already stated was awesome. I want you to just pick one thing. And he's like, okay, this one thing. I'm like, great. Let's just finish the project, complete it. And then that way it is done. And so the next time the project comes around, if it's something similar, I remind him, remember what happened last time? We're not focusing on perfectionism. And he's like, yep, I'm like, we're completing it in the best of your ability. And remember that one thing you said you could change? He's like, "Mm mm-hmm, what was it? Let him remember and then tell him that's the one thing you can work on this time around. So that is a tool to not only speak life into them, but teach them how to speak life into themselves that you can start using now. The other thing is once you start comparing them to others or like other people, kids activities or things that they're doing, then you allow them to explore their own interests with boundaries. And I say with boundaries because you don't want them to get into something and then they're like, I don't want to do it the very next day. You're like, hold up. I want you to make a commitment to X amount of classes, at least to even try it um, until you can make a better decision about it. And that way, they know that they have to commit to it for a certain amount of time period or until a project is done or so forth. 
before declaring that this is something they are not into. But what it does allow them to do is see, hey, I tried it, I liked it, I tried it, I did not like it. And gives them almost a new habit to be willing to try things and not be afraid of failing, not being afraid of, you know, not completing the project or being very good at it or being perfect at it or whatever it is. You want them to be, to gain this, I want to say confidence. You want them to build confidence and you want them to start feeling worthy. Like I can do that rather than telling themselves no, because as an adult, I do this already to myself way too much. And I realized this is something I have to change. So I started changing that where I told if I'm willing to try something new, I will try it. And I I know in my head, I might be trying to talk myself out of it. Like, no, goodbye. Like, you can't do that. You can't commit to that because you don't have babysitters. You don't have this. You don't have that. And before I even say yes or even open the opportunity, I have shut it down for myself. So you probably might be thinking, okay, well, I don't want to do that for my kids. Well, allow them to explore things. Allow them to do things messy because as a perfectionist or recovering, I, I would say recovered perfectionist, I remember I didn't want to even try things, especially if it wasn't going to be my best. Like if if it wasn't going to be up to par as other people's things, I'm like, I don't want to turn that in. I'd rather just get a zero. Like, <laughs> no, tell them just do it messy. You can improve on it next time. I just need you to complete it. I know you can do it. So celebrate them for trying things. Celebrate them for taking the steps. Don't just celebrate them for the results. Celebrate them for, you know, doing something new. And instead of saying, like, what did other people do? Like, I'm just proud of you for completing that test. I'm just proud of you for doing your best. Because when you take other people out of the conversation, it really gives them space to grow into themselves. That's how you give them space. That's how you give your kids the opportunity to become the person they're supposed to be rather than become the person that compares themselves to other people and rates their like self-worth against what other people are doing. Now they can rate their self-worth against all the great things that they're doing that interest them that fulfills them. It's almost giving them the tools to live that fulfilled life, to really find joy in things that are around them, in hobbies, in a job, in a career, maybe as an entrepreneur, like whatever it may look like for their future. So that's my little spiel (laughs) on, you know, how you can really give your kids space to grow. But it starts with you as a parent not comparing them to others. You as a parent, you know, realizing that it's not a race. Childhood is not a race to adulthood because most of us adults are trying to go back. (laughs) So it's not a race to that. What it really is, it's a journey for them to explore who they are in such a safe space because you as a parent is providing that safe space and you don't have to crowd it with other people's opinions, with them comparing themselves to other people, with perfectionism, with like low self-esteem or low confidence or any of that. You can really provide them 
with such a great space to blossom into themselves. Like, I love that about it. And I got to say, homeschooling really does allow for more space of that because, yes, it's just you and your kids. And then you get to provide the space for them to socialize, for them to, you know, make friendships and cultivate all of that, cultivate relationships and all those things. That's my that's my take on it. I'll just leave it at there. <laughs> all right, my friends. If you enjoy that or if you if that spoke to you, take a screenshot of this episode, post it to your stories, tag me on Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin, K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. I would definitely reshare it. I would love to hear your feedback on it. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So definitely go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.